The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at First first listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. This is a show for the Nosabo kids, the, the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth, issues affecting the Latin community, and much more. Then every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community. Listen to Life as a Gringo on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, well, I did it. That was, that's Should we how auto we tune that? Yeah, please. Absolutely. Chris, make it horny. Like, like really horny. <laughs> well, this is Behind the Bastards, a podcast that has introduced the way I just introduced it. What are you going to do about it? Find another show? Going to listen to something else? No, you're not. You're stuck here. You're stuck here with me. With me and with Margaret Killjoy. Margaret, welcome to the show. Hello. How are you doing, Margaret? I'm doing great. Nothing bad or sad has happened. And I'm sure that we're going to be talking about sunny, sunshine roses. Yeah, I like thinking about good things. You know, there's a lot that makes me angry in the world. Like, for example, Hollywood didn't really do anything good with, didn't do enough good with Bruce Campbell when he was like young and and super hot. Like, what's what's up with that? How could you not? Like, I was just someone was just talking about this on Twitter, and they're right. Like, how was he not in more stuff when he was like, you know, Army of Darkness young? Like, what, how do you not make the maximum use of that guy? It's unbelievably infuriating. Yeah, his jaw is just left incredible. On yeah, you could bludgeon people to death with that jaw, mm-hmm. and they'd be happy about it. And you can almost kill him in every movie. Sam Raimi nearly murdered that man like 30 times, and Bruce just kept coming back for more. Like, what a hero. Anyway. What a hero. I feel like we really lost out on some great Bruce Campbell movies. Like, why not just cast Wait, is him he as dead? Superman? No, no, but just like when he was like super young, right? He's been uh, great. Okay. He's, he's aged into a wonderful career as like 
the old guy kind of aging action hero type character. He does mm. that in a lot of things. He's that in Burn Notice and in the in the Ash versus the Evil Dead show. Like he, he's had a wonderful career. He must. I'm sure he's very happy. But like a young Bruce Campbell. Think about like why not, why not try him as as Superman? Like just throw it in there, just see what we get. You know, just cast Bruce Campbell as Superman and let it happen. Um, and have Sam Raimi direct it. Like my God, can you imagine that movie? <laughs> that would have been nuts. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to delay us getting back to a very yeah, uncomfortable I, series I was, of conversations. I was mm-hmm. Say, are you avoiding mm-hmm. the task at hand? Yeah, because it's about to get a lot worse. Um, yeah. thanks, cool. thanks everyone for tuning into this episode where there's absolutely like n- no, no, no joy. Like we can't, we, we don't even get like the moment of laughing at, at Hitler being given fucking cocaine by his doctor. Who's angry at the other doctor for giving him heroin. Uh, like that was uh, a good time. Those are the good moments. Those are the ones that make yeah. the show worth it. None of those in this story. Oh, so, cool. okay. Yeah. <laughs> When we last left off, Christine, she had provided 4chan with evidence of that she was not, you know, that she was straight by Mm -hmm. giving hand-drawn pornography of one of her few real-life friends, which is bad, bad call. Um, Yeah. Generally bad call. Not generally a bad call. Always a bad call. Don't. What if it had worked, though? What if the friend had been like, it's true, I've been thinking about you this whole time. That's not a 0% chance, but it's not a betting chance. Like someone out there, their kink would yeah. be realizing that their friend had, un- had without asking for their consent, <laughs> written pornography about them and handed it to Fortune. That person exists, right? Yeah, but, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that person is also on 4chan, right? So, right. Yeah. Like there is a, there is a, um, yeah. Anyway. So this goes bad, and it also kind of supercharges this growing fandom. It is kind of a fandom. I think you have to look at it that way. Um, Around Chris Chan, like people realize not only does this person respond when you poke them, which is like the Mm -hmm. number one thing that lets a bully know it's time to keep on bullying, um, but that you can get incredible content out of like lying about them on the internet and waiting for them to correct you in ways that make their entire life worse. Um, so, you know, she has, she has basically proven herself to be like a comedy pinata for these people, right? That's, that is how they're looking at it. Um, so yeah. Um, it's not great. This all sets off a three-year period of near-constant baiting by trolls, most of whom would pretend to be women um, in, interested in dating Christine. Um, uh-huh. So they would they would reach out to her and like they would catfish her with like photos and messages with the goal of getting her to like reveal shameful things to them. And again, this is a thing that happens a lot to all sorts of people now. This yep. didn't really happen much in like 2008, 2009. This is not as nearly as common as it would be. Um, and especially... It was not a thing that people did to create content for huge anonymous masses of internet users. Like, this is yeah, really totally. where that begins. Yeah. One of the first of these trolls conv- convinced Christine to mail them her beloved Sonichu medallion, this thing that she's, like, made, that she wears mm-hmm. everywhere, that's, like, her most valued possession in the world. So this person pretends to be a girl who's interested in her and, like, asks for the medallion as, like, a token of love. And then when they get it, they post a video of themselves smashing it and lighting it on fire. Um, cool. Yeah. Good. We, I, we really made a good thing with the internet. You think back to, like, yeah. 1999, people saying, like, oh, 
this is when people are connected, it's going to make some of the evils of the 20th century impossible to repeat. No, it's it's just going to mean that like when the evils of the 20th century are repeated, we like throw a fucking uh, 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 whatever um, uh, trance wave or whatever filter on it and, and stick like a meme joke on it. We sell T-shirts of it and shit like <sighs> might as well. Yeah, it's, okay. it's frustrating. Um so she eventually makes another medallion, um, and she, in due time, gets catfished by another Anon, who this time convinces her to shove it up her ass um, mm-hmm. and, like, tape it and stuff. Um, on another occasion, she gets tricked into driving across the state for an orgy that never happens. Um, and these are all, like, some of these are the same people over and over again. These are a lot of different people. Um, yeah. Yeah. So the worst of her catfishers, I think the person who like breaks her medallion and lights out on fire and shit, goes by the name of Blue Spike. Um, and this person who is like carrying out what I think we can say is like profoundly, almost psychotically abusive uh, capers yeah. is 13 years old. Oh, fuck. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that scans. Um, oh god, and because Christian is like what twenty six or something. Yeah, like, she, she's point. in her like mid twenties at this point. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I guess one oh, of the things god. that this kind of reveals so, is that the the way the internet enables abuse means that if you're if you're the kind of person who is incapable of disengaging in the way that Christine is, mm-hmm. high school never ends, middle school never ends. You know whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) Like, so no one, so you have, (laughs) there's no one's at, I mean, everyone's at fault. No one's at fault. Yeah. Every, everyone's like, everyone's bad. Also, everyone has something that means like, well, this 13 year old can't really know the full implications of what they're doing. Right. Yeah. Um, And Christine is awful, but also can't really fully know the full ramifications of the decisions they're making. It's just this horrible engine that has been built kind of by accident that is now like churning these people towards calamity which is it's the ghost good. in the machine it is yes yeah, the like... ghost in the machine <laughs> yeah. oh my god um because the 13 year old could have been because like yeah when i when i think about my friends who were you know i mean doing some version of this stuff in the 90s on various directions like just the internet didn't exist in the same way that 13 year old could have also been chris chan yeah you know? i'm like Wow, engine of so. Yep. Okay. Yep, yep, great. Yep. Mm-hmm. So uh, they reveal the fact that they're a thirteen-year-old uh, to Chris mm-hmm. after having catfished Chris for months yeah. during one of the most horrific moments in in Chris Chan history, which is called Christery, which is legitimately okay, funny. Um, that that's legitimately funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this moment is. I'm just going to play the audio of of Blue Spike, this fucking teenager, revealing this to Chris Chan. Um, Because in the voice of this kid is something important. Do you really want to know? Yeah. I can't. Not right now. Come on, please. No, I can't. Please, Julia. I've just been through a whole lot of mess for you. Just now. What happened? I'll say that in private, but let me hear what you say first from your heart. Oh, it's so hard for me to say. You love me, don't you? I do, but there's something else I need to say. I just, don't, I just don't know how to do this. I don't know how to tell you this. 
Can I have a few minutes? Blue, he's not there. Oh! There's like a breakdown yeah, in there. Yeah. Chris. Yeah, I, I came back now. I wonder what happened there. I don't know. But this is. Can we talk with the fans for like five minutes? And then I'll tell you, please. Uh, I'm Actually, sorry. No. You... no, I'm ready to tell you. Okay. This whole time, Chris, you've been having sex with a 13 year old boy, you sick fuck. You lose. What? Yeah, I'm a 13 year old boy, Chris. Yeah. So. That's, that's enough. In that, oh my god, that kid's voice and like the glee in it—that's that's the voice of the soul of the internet. <laughs> like Fuck. that is that is the disembodied soul of digital culture speaking in that moment. Oh um, my god, that's rough. I used to do the opposite of this when I was a teenager. Like mm-hmm. me and my friends hung out on IRC, mm-hmm. and we would catfish. We would catfish pedos mm-hmm. and then like get them be like, oh yeah, we're gonna like phone sex you and get them to call us and yeah. then trace their number and reveal them to their workplaces. Yeah, um, and obviously but that, that, I feel okay about that. Yeah, that's I fine. <laughs> yeah, the, but this is very different because like yeah, Christine doesn't think she's hanging out. Obviously, does not is not aware that this is yeah. a thirteen year old. Like, and it's. That that kind of and this is occurring. The reason there's other voices. This is during like a fan call, kind of like a prototype of like what Twitch streamers and stuff do now. Almost where like you have a famous person and like people are coming in and like chatting with them and stuff. Like so, okay. this is this is a thing that is occurring where he's talking with this person he thinks is like his online girlfriend in front mm-hmm. of a bunch of fans that she thinks are like real fans of hers, but yeah. aren't. But no. Does she have any real fans? Yeah, she it does. Just... It gets it's weird. Okay. There's definitely people who like. There's I mean, always they named like 4chan an... after her. <laughs> <laughs> that it, that 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 is that would be a funny thing to start. That's a good lie to teach kids. Um, <laughs> you heard it, heard it here first. That's so, where 4chan got its name. That's pretty bleak, right? And if that had been the absolute yeah. height of how fucked up things had gotten, this would be a really sad story. Um, yeah. But this happens so we're in done now. Yeah. 2009. Um, and every the harassment of Christine goes on right up to this day. Um, in 2010, her father died, leaving her and her mother in, increasing, in increasingly desperate financial states. In 2014, mm-hmm. their fucking house burnt down along with most of their possessions. Um, this is probably due to the fact that Christine's mom is a hoarder. You know, there was a lot of mm-hmm. bad decisions made about how to keep the house, re fire safety. Um Mm-hmm. And these are not her, her mom, especially after their dad dies, is not a very functional person, you know. Um, and Christine's not a very functional person, and so like things just get out of hand. And they're like, this is one of those things. I'm not a uh, CPS is probably does more harm than good, in my opinion. But like somebody, right. it should have been in any any decent society, some responsible person should have stepped in and been like. This can't continue without outside intervention. Someone needs to take care of you both right you're not capable of doing that right like not i'm not talking about institutionalization but like just a nice person who could like sit down with him and be like hey you can't keep all these newspapers stacked up next to this old coffee machine that that sparks all the time or whatever i don't know what causes the fire but like that's one of the things that like the people who make fun of 
Christine kind of don't always, some of them do, but don't always take into account that like, this is a person who's in like a dangerous and unhealthy living environment for reasons outside of like the weird shit they're doing on the internet. Um, right. It's pretty, pretty bad. she's still at home. She hasn't yeah. moved out. She is yeah. not really capable of living independently. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think she would have been at some point. I don't think she was inherently like incapable, but like the person that she becomes in part due to this, because like this fandom and stuff, like it's this constant positive reinforcement along with negative reinforcement. Mm-hmm. So she's both getting made fun of, but she's also, people are giving her money. People are like praising her work. This like community springs up around her and she believes that she's like becoming a famous content creator, which means there's not, it, it to to the extent that she ever had any kind of, positive pressure to change in a in a direction that would lead to her being able to like take care of herself more effectively that goes right. away because of all this like it's both positive and negative attention that's all bad for her yeah yeah god that 13 year old's a grown-ass person now that 13 too. year old is a grown-ass person right now uh, maybe listening to this show. Maybe listening to this show. Maybe feels horrible about it. I really don't know much about what happens to Blue Spike afterwards. I would hope they've become a better person. Most people I, do. Yeah. I wouldn't put money on it. I wouldn't put I money because they were on the I internet, can, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I uh, I caught wind of someone from my high school who did something real bad to me. Like like. 10 or 15 years later bragging about it on Facebook. Like, remember that was really funny when we did this one horrible life altering, scarring thing. Yeah. Yeah. I get that kind of feeling like that, that fucking, there's so much cruelty in that voice. Yeah. Um, And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Maybe, maybe, I hope so. And maybe if you're listening, you should reach out and pretend like you're better and then Mm -hmm. be really horrible to wait. No, don't do that. You should do that. If you're willing to like meet us in a secluded woods without <laughs> leaving any information about where you're headed. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, um, all this financial desperation, like one of the ways in which Christine solves it is she starts taking commissions from fans. And a lot of these are like ironic people making fun of her or trying to get her to illustrate mm-hmm. like horrific things, scenes of like violence. And I think there's some sexual abuse and stuff in there. You know, it's 4chan stuff, right? Yep. You can Your mind can put the rest together. Um, but a decent amount of it is genuine. And and this is the thing that's, I think it is also toxic for the reasons I've outlined. But a lot of people, it, I think, increasingly appreciate her in kind of the same way people do Ed Wood, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, this isn't yeah. good artwork. These aren't good comics. But there's so much heart in them in such a specific and unique way that yeah. people gain a sort of enjoyment from it. That's not entirely based in, it's not really based in mockery, even though it's like laughing. They're not consuming her work the way she intended for it to be. But there right. are people who do just like, are fascinated in a way that's not just about being mean. Um, you know, how art works. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, like, well, ir- ironic engagement often yeah. leads to earnest engagement because sometimes irony is just a defense mechanism of like, something that you actually enjoy, you know? Yeah. Um, so th- the same way that like ironic Nazis, you're like, no, you're, yeah. you're just a Nazi. You're, you actually just enjoy it and you cloak it in a shield of irony, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You can and do that in reverse too, I guess. So, th- so that's happening too. And it, again, I think it's part of like, I'm sure Christine loves that dimension of it. I also, again, mm-hmm. I think it's kind of like helping to keep her from ever growing right. as a person in ways that could, 
Like, I'm talking about growing out of, like, liking weird Sonic art or making comics, but, like, growing out of being unable to, like, take care of herself in basic human ways. Um, yeah, not knowing how to react and... Yeah, not knowing well, how to, like, deal is... with conflict, not knowing how yeah. to, like... Yeah, like, I, I don't think she was inherently incapable of growing in those ways, but I think becoming the center of this circus kind of locked her into continuing to play these roles in the way that, yeah. like... When you get rich and famous at age 18 for something, a lot of times you never grow up. <laughs> like yeah, totally. We've seen this a bunch. Yeah. There's, that, there's that great line in um, BoJack Horseman where they, they make the – I forget which character it is, but says that, like, whatever age you get rich at, you never – like, that's the age you stop developing as a human being. <laughs> and I think you can make a similar case to whatever age you get, like, super internet famous at. <laughs> you uh-huh. just get, like, locked into that forever. Um, oh my god, that's yep. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Which uh huh. Especially works really well since like the whole vampires class analysis yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of ghosts in the machine, yep, yeah, okay. yeah. So by the mid aughts, most of the early places like something awful where people had gathered to gawk at Chris Chan's life and her artwork had moved on. Right, like something awful. It does it is not really the center of of what actually grows into the problematic part of this. It's just kind of like where people mm-hmm. start gawking. Um, a lot of people, like, I was someone who paid attention. Like, I, I've been following Chris Chan's story since, like, 2006 or seven. you know? Okay. Um, so when I was, like, literally a child myself, I first became yeah. aware of this person. Um, and most of the folks who were kind of, like, in the, the – were just kind of, like, fascinated with her eventually stopped tuning in, especially once the abuse started when 4chan gets involved. A lot of people who had initially been interested are like, well – this is really fucked up. Now you're not just gawking at like some weird outsider art. You're like mm-hmm. f- abusing a person. Um, and, and there's this kind of growing awareness that something deeply fucked up is happening. In 2014, a new forum called Kiwi Farms is created for the most dedicated trolls and observers of Chris Chan. This is where Kiwi Farms, Farms comes from, is, is specifically to follow and mock Chris Chan. So – they escalate things even beyond what 4chan had done. Some forum members took photos of the Chandler's homes from the street. Uh, at one point, Chris Chan and her mother assaulted the owner of a gaming store with a car uh, because Chris Chan had been banned from the gaming store. And so, like, she and her mom attacked this person, which is, again, not great people. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> like, not, not great people. Yeah. Um, when both had their court date, people from Kiwi Farms are there to document it for the lulls. Like, there's, like, people actually show up in court <laughs> to watch this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we should trick them into becoming war correspondents. Yes. <laughs> yeah, get them to, like, troll some specific Russian conscript by yeah. joining a territorial defense battalion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or just troll the concept of like an SU-29 by (laughs) (laughs) getting bombed or something. I don't know. Um, So I'm going to read a quote from a write-up in New York Magazine here. Over the eight years, they've contacted Chandler, her pastor, and her parents, posing as journalists, former classmates, psychiatrists, potential business partners, and others, in the hopes that these ruses yield more confidential info. Twice, female Kiwi farmers arranged real-life dates with Chandler, both of whom used fake names and wore wires to record these outings. Packages and letters are routinely sent to Chandler's residence, many of which contain obscene materials designed to unsettle the recipients. In one instance, someone sent prostitutes to visit Chandler's house, then called the family family to taunt them about it oh my god so we're we're well past just like oh look at this weird stuff you know yeah if every date you've ever Mm -hmm. been on was a joke at your expense yeah 
And this is happening right around the same time Gamergate is. And uh-huh. everyone else, and this is the kind of thing, like when Gamergate hit, everyone around me, I remember being so surprised at what was happening. And even before Kiwi Farms, I had been seeing versions of that stuff happen to fucking Christian. And I think there were a few mm-hmm. people like that who were like, oh shit, this has gone everywhere now. Like this is yeah. broken containment. You know, this is not just like how the internet deals with their special person that they're all obsessed with. This is like now a, a set of tactics that are used on a wide variety of people. Of course, like the most, even then, like considering how fucked up Gamergate is, I think Chris Chan deals with more fucked up and targeted harassment than any of the Gamergate victims, not to minimize it, but like, right. This is some, this is so comprehensive. And, and again, at the point at which Gamergate starts, this has been going on almost a decade. Right. Like, well, and it's like most of the Gamergate people pro- have probably had get to have real friends in their life instead yes. of just ironic friends who are trolling them. Yeah. Uh, I hope it, at least for the Gamergate people, you know, yeah. for the Gamergate victims, not, I don't care what happens to the no, perpetrators no, 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 of no, Gamergate. Fuck, fuck those people. But this is like, this is her entire adult life is dealing with this pretty much. Yeah. I can't Which, even. No. Of, of, what? Yeah. It's like, impossible to comprehend what that would do to you. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, 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 I've talked to, and I've had the experience of like, you know, the kind of high school experience of being like, yeah. oh, I've been invited to a party. I bet it's just to make fun of me. Right. Yes. You know? Yep. Yep. And like, and, and, and that plays a number, you know, that, that messes with your sense of self 20 years later. Right. Yeah. Um, but that was like once, you yeah. know, or like, or over the period of a year or two or something, you know, just the idea that someone's entire life from middle school on is a hell. It's like literally yeah. a Dante's Inferno. I've never read Dante's Inferno, but let's pretend like I have. So yeah. It's mostly about a dude wanting to fuck a chick. Um, but then she dies. And so oh, okay. he makes fun of the governor of Venice a lot. Something like that. Oh, all right. If I'm remembering <laughs> my Dante, right. It's really it's horny and it's petty grievances. It's actually, oh, actually not all that different similar, from the stuff yeah. Christian is putting together. <laughs> Like that, I mean, that <laughs> how many of the greatest pieces of art in history mm-hmm. were someone who's just like, I live in a private world and I'm mm-hmm. going to write about it. Yeah, I'm angry this relationship didn't work out and I have specific petty grievances about local elected <laughs> officials. Now I'm going to create one of the most infamous works of art in the history of human learning. <laughs> <laughs> what a good system we have. It's, it's always pretty, It's good, pretty funny. It's pretty have. dope. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. You know what uh, else is dope? <laughs> Uh, products and services that people can Absolutely. spend their money and attention oh on. Oh my God. There's nothing as good as a product and a service. Yeah. That wasn't my best ad transition. I'll figure it out. For the next one, I'll incite it's be so good. violence against uh, H&M or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Here's ads. The evidence keeps pouring in. At this point, the facts are undeniable. It's an open and shut case. Monopoly Go is the most fun you can have in a mobile game. Millions of people pass Go every day because this game is always bringing something new to the table. Countless crazy tournaments you can join with your friends as partners or teams. Constantly changing challenges like money sprees or treasure hunts that keep it fresh with new wild minigames. Timed events offering bonuses like massive multipliers or rent frenzies to help you get huge rewards. And there's so many rewards to discover. Rare stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums, delightful emojis to taunt people with when you raid their riches, unique playing pieces, and so much more. 
The verdict is in with Monopoly Go. There's something new to discover every time you play. So don't miss out. Go download it now for free on the App Store and Google Play. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. We're back. You know, I'm thinking about, like, getting bullied. And some of the worst shit I ever had to deal with was, like, from one of my teachers. We had this fucking – in Texas, you have to take Texas history class, right? Which (laughs) Uh is always – Because it's an so that makes sense. Horseshit. Like, always horseshit in my experience. Mm. It was nothing but nonsense. Um, And they really gloss over the slavery stuff, by the way. Um, Especially since my Texas history teacher was also the – I think he was the volleyball coach. It might have been tennis. It's been a long time at this point. But he was a coach, right? He was one Mm -hmm. of these, like – like, most of my history teachers were mainly coaches who then, like, got Uh stuck teaching history. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Um, and I would like, you know, I played D&D and shit as a kid. And so I would like take my D&D books with me around and like read them in between classes and stuff when I had free time. And this fucking day, he like sees it. I'm not like reading it in class. It's just like below my stack of books. And he like grabs uh-huh. it and he walks to the front of the class and he starts like reading from it and making me explain things and laughing at me in front of the oh class. Oh my God. I know. I <laughs> I mean, I, I, it's entirely possible I said some things that would have gotten me arrested if my friends hadn't been such good friends because I definitely, like, said some columbine shit about that dude, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when you're a teenager and you don't yeah. know how to deal with mm-hmm. conflict, yeah. Fucking A. 
God damn. I fucking hate uh, Texas schools. <laughs> <laughs> my, my gym teacher made fun of my duck boots in front of the entire class. Oh, um, Jesus. And I never wore duck boots again. I still haven't worn duck boots again. They're really, oh, uh, they're great boots. But I'm sure you look excellent in duck boots. Yeah, I, I, I need a good pair. With a nice heel on it. Man. Anyway. We need to like... No, that's that's legally incitement. <laughs> um, so Christine at no point in the story has been a particularly healthy person. Um, obviously, you know, even before the internet really got involved, mm-hmm. she expressed homophobia and racism. But years upon yeah. years of ceaseless demented harassment did not help matters. Over the years, mm-hmm. a group of trolls started working in a concerted fashion to convince Chris Chan, who always had a tenuous grip on reality, that other dimensions existed and that her cartoon characters and cartoon girlfriends and cartoon child that she had all created for this cartoon series she's been drawing for years we're real somewhere in the universe Mm -hmm. now there's a whole timeline you can read online in painful detail if you want to um i want to quote now from a section from chris chan's absolutely voluminous dedicated wiki hosted on sonichu.com for some reference as to the scale of the obsession we're dealing with here now the quickie you know the wiki dedicated to the cwc that's that's her initials currently Uh has 2197 articles what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> it's out of its mind. How have I not heard of the most famous person in history? <laughs> it's, it's, it, it, you had to, yeah, we'll get to that. Okay. Quote, in September 2017, Joshua Wise contacted Christine to commission artwork. With the two in contact, Wise decided to see for himself Christine's gullibility. In late October 2017, he again contacted Christine, posing as John Yamada. As Yamada, Wise claimed to be a soldier from Game Industry, a location set in the fa- franchise Hyperdimension Neptunia, and inquired if Christine still had her old Sega Dreamcast console, telling her it contained a partial portal into Quickville, which is like the fake version of Charlottesville she's created for her comics. Wise used the lore from Neptunia to play into Christine's existing preconceptions about reality and her belief that fictional worlds exist in alternate dimensions, giving her validation over those beliefs, which would both prime Christine for falling under Wise's spell and eventually encourage her to retreat further into his fantasy world to cope with her real-world problems. So this snowballs into a group of, which is like, this is like mental abuse on a really... Like yeah. kind of hard to fathom scale. It snowballs yeah. into a group of trolls convincing Chris Chan that they could destroy Quickville, her fantasy world, which is basically the only thing good going on in her life. Yeah. Um, so they put the fantasy city that she's created up for ransom and they start making her do a variety of horrible things to stop it from being destroyed. They had her confess to being a pedophile and confess to raping her own mother. Then they threatened to release those confessions publicly if she didn't record herself shitting on the floor and punching herself on in the face until she cried. At one point, they asked her to punch her mother, which she did. Oh, my. So, Black yeah. Mirror is just a pale imitation. Black Mirror got shit on the stuff people have been doing to Chris Chan for, like, 15-something years. Yep. Um... So, these trolls, who are known kind of in the, the, the Chris Chan... Uh, Fandom? I don't know what you want to call it, but the, 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 these trolls are referred to as the idea guys, and they eventually blackmail Chris Chan out of a bunch of money, like six thousand dollars. Yeah, um, which I'm sure she has a lot of. Yeah, which she yeah. This is like I think money that her and her mom need to exist. Um, yeah. This abuse is actually so horrific that it pisses off people on Kiwi farms who think this is going too far and is no longer funny. So a group of these again, wow. pr- 
pretty psychopathic folks on Kiwi par- farms mm-hmm. start dedicating themselves to dismantling these plots and even trying to force some of the idea guys to face legal action. Um, the leader of this group, Noel, is also the main mod on Kiwi Farms. I think he might have founded it. I, I'm not as up on that stuff. And he's like, was big into Gamergate. He's extremely anti-Semitic. He believes in like white genocide theories. He uses the N-word a bunch. He's like a very gross dude. And the fact that this guy and people like him are horrified enough by the abuse (laughs) level that has grown that they start to defend Christine says something significant about how bad things have gotten. They're like, this motherfucker's like, okay, well, people are going too far. (laughs) Um, it's, 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 It's pretty bleak. Now, I don't know how much detail to get into. We could talk for tens of hours about this story, and some people have, which is part of what I find so unsettling. Coverage of Chris Chan ranges from the obviously hateful. The write-up of her life on Encyclopedia Dramatica is basically just non-stop slurs focused around the fact that she's now transgender. Um, Mm -hmm. She comes out in 2017. Um, So this is like, if you've been following the Chris Chan story, most Mm -hmm. of the time this has been going on. That has not been like a factor in it. That's a fairly Mm -hmm. recent thing for her. Um, but not all of it is like super hateful. The, the Chris Chan wiki is weirdly neutral. Um, I think they still misgender her, but it's otherwise written basically like a historical document. Like it's not full of like insults and stuff. Um, there's some editorializing and judgment, but it's pretty straightforward. And then there are the documentaries. You can find numerous YouTube videos about Chris Chan's life, but by far the most detailed is Chris Chan, a comprehensive history, which is currently at part 59. At present, there are more than 20 hours of content. Now, I, I want to play you the opening to the most recent of its these videos, which, to its credit, does not misgender her. These are not, like, disrespectful or mean. They're just profoundly unsettling in their detail. What made her this way? What is the attraction? What keeps us fascinated? This is the story of Christian. On October 16th, 2017, Christine published the final pages of Sonichu issue 12, marking its completion. The comic begins with episodes 25, To Be or Not, A Tom Girl, told from the perspective of Sonichu's then-son, Robert Sonichu. So, that's like, just analytical, almost like scientific in its level mm-hmm. of dissection. They cover every moment of her life. And again, it's almost, there's a degree to which it's almost more unsettling than the hateful stuff. Like, you're not going to find anything yeah. cool in there. They they are careful once she transitions, because this starts, you know, before that point. But once she does, they're yeah. very careful about gendering her properly. Um, it's not mean. It's just detailed to an extent that I don't know anyone else's life has ever been documented. Um, and it, I mean, it's interesting because it's like, if it says that in the opening, it's like, well, what makes us so obsessed? Yeah. Because, like, that's the people who have a problem here. Yeah. Like, I mean, Chris Chan has a problem. She's living in hell. Yeah. But, like, but these people, <laughs> they have a problem. Yeah, this is, this is a problem, right? <laughs> if a friend were to be like, so I finished hour 20 of my documentary on this person whose most notable attribute is that they make kind of off-putting comics, I yeah. would be like, 
so we got to get you help, right? Like, we got to get you out of this. Like, whatever you're doing, you're not in a good yeah. place. Like, do you need to talk? Yeah. Um, it's pretty pretty good stuff. Um, but it is it is kind of worth noting that the obsession is not, like, entirely hateful. Um, right. Yeah. It's weird. Well, and it also, that piece also shows that she's come around on LGBT issues. Yes, she is. She, she's, she, she's not she anti-LGBT now. I think maybe some. I, I, I can't, there's a lot of Christery to get into. I, I could not okay. tell you the extent okay. to which she has come around on race. I certainly hope so, but I, I have, I'm not aware I, of that uh, happening. Okay. Then, uh, um, yeah. Uh, and it, there's like weird little fractures within these communities, like in Encyclopedia Dramatica, the people who document her, like mock and deride the people who are like sending her money and making documentaries about her and like defending mm-hmm. her and stuff. Um, so there's even like weird little fractures in this fan community. Um, and it's weird because like a, a lot of the folks, even with these kind of impartial documentaries, the people who follow them are a lot of the trolls who torment her. So it's all this like right. weird ribberos of the internet being a mistake. Um, uh-huh. Obviously, you know, at this point, Kiwi Farms has largely moved on from Chris Chan. She's still a topic of discussion in, from time to time. But, um, and in fact, she's like the, kind of the first lol cow, you know, the first person yep. they treat this way. Um, but they have a bunch of other people. They spend a lot more of their time focusing on other folks. I think at this point, um, she's kind of beneath interest for a lot of them. They're kind of bored of it. Um, right. 4chan is also more or less over her but the years of obsession and the different pranks and ons played on her are part of the site's DNA now in fact the harassment of Christine Chandler has been going on for so long that it has it has had an influence on the DNA of the entire modern internet like there is shit that like Russian troll farms were doing that was pioneered in the campaigns of harassment against this person uh-huh. um, and yeah, it's it's the, this kind of architecture of harassment that is such a mainstay of online discourse was built in large part to fuck with this one person. And that brings me to the end of the story for now. This, well, uh, late in 2021, um, a user on Kiwi Farms posted a phone call with Chris Chan. The audio is a woman, clearly a member of Kiwi Farms, trolling Chandler, talking to her about Chris Chan's desire for an incestuous relationship with her mother. And if you remember, mm-hmm. they as a threat got her to like claim to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Business Insider notes that, quote, in August 2016, Chandler wrote a Facebook status defending a mother and son in Mexico who reportedly said they were in love, which the Daily Mail reported at the time. Although incest is quite a controversial topic, these are circ- there are circumstances where there would not be so much harm as one may think, feel, or believe, she said. Unless the sex act was abusive, hurtful, or would result in an unwanted birth of a physical or mental challenged ch- child, I would not judge or persecute the parent and child. Chandler wrote that she herself had dreams of having sex with her mother, although she never acted on them. And, like, who knows the degree to which this is true? Um, right. Because she also just says shit for reactions, but, like, she's also getting pretty detailed in this. In this call with this Kiwi Farms member, Chris Chan states that the fan fix, these, like, things she said to her fans on the internet about wanting to have a relationship with her mom, had mm-hmm. become a reality. Now, I am not going to play any graphic details from this call in which Christine discusses molesting her very elderly mother. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will play a segment where the person calling her explains her interest in Christery because it provides some insight into how these people keep tricking Christine. Relationship 
But I always thought, because uh, I'm not huge on Christery and, you know, whatever, I just thought that the whole Sonatry franchise was very interesting, and that's how I um, got into you when I was younger, right? But I had, I, I didn't have any idea that Barbara was, um, that Barbara knew I had that sort of relationship. I never got any of those uh, vibes. But um, how did you approach her? Approached her with care and caution. Mm-hmm. And it was a time. It was a time approach. So I just gave her comfort and talked with her, and we just branched out slow and steady. And then I, the, I, and I encouraged her positively. Let her make the first move. She wanted to do it. And she, oh, she did really. She made the first move. You hear that excitement in her voice when she gets Chris to admit to that. Like, yep. You get what she's doing here, right? The degree to which she is fishing for responses. Um, I think that's pretty clear. I think if you listen to the whole tape, it's pretty clear. Yeah. Um, So it goes on. The audio was subsequently shared by Noel of Kiwi Farms, and in short order, it goes viral on Reddit. Now, that audio contains claims by Chandler, again, that she's molested her 79-year-old mother. I have no idea whether or not Christine actually did anything with her mom. It is certainly not impossible, right? Um, but there's, again, numerous documented instances of Chris Chan being convinced or led to lying about things or even fantasizing about things that never happened as if they had happened. Because, again, she's been convinced that, like, all these sort of fantasies of hers are real by, like, people who often pretend to be characters she's created breaking through some dimensional barrier and then, like, catfishing her. Like, she doesn't have a great grasp on what is actually happening in physical reality anymore. Yeah. Um, Her lawyer because this all winds up being a big court case. Uh, her lawyer seems to be making this claim, saying, quote, Miss Chandler's frequent and sometimes over-the-top presence on the internet is partly a product of mental health issues causing misguided attention-seeking and often provocative engagement with others. Mm-hmm. Um, so within hours of this call going viral on Reddit, Chris Chan starts to trend on Twitter. Leaked text messages begin to go viral at around the same time. Um, and in response to some of these, Chandler tweets, quote, There is drama in the air today. Each and every one of you are all encouraged to withdraw from any and all dramas, gossip, rumors, and whatever else will and already has approached your way today. So she's trying to, like, clamp down on some of this stuff. It doesn't work. Uh, She gets arrested on August 1st on suspicion of incest, which is a fifth-degree felony in Virginia. Additional charges are noted to be pending. Her arrest was, of course, live-streamed by a right-wing troll named Ethan Ralph. In the video, Chandler was heard telling Ralph, everything is going to be all right. The Greene County Sheriff's Office later states that Chandler was being charged due to allegations of sex crimes against a family member. As you might expect from Central Virginia law enforcement, the fact that Chris Chan was trans immediately becomes an issue. She was initially listed as female in the jail's online system, but her gender was changed to male a day or so later. The jail gave no reason for the change. And hooray. Uh, hooray. Well, it's the, it's the, you know, most of the time when you think about like, um, uh, people who are in hell because of, uh, the way that their, um, neurodivergence is treated by society. Yeah. You usually think about psychiatric institutes, right? Yeah. And you think about how like, um, people in psychiatric institutes, the, you know, will put people in hell mentally. Yeah. It's the democratization of that. It's the decentralization of you no longer need an institute to um, completely ruin a neurodivergent person's mm. life. Everyone yeah. can have yeah. part of uh, them. We, we have essentially 
create uh, allowed random 13-year-old kids in forums to craft little uh, mental asylums that we they can then trick people yeah. into being in or force them into being in and lock them into using the internet. Cool. cool. <laughs> good. Good good thing we've built. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just um this is but this is like why I think people have to look at this and what has happened because I don't think people often see that that like that is what's going on online like this yeah. is a, a seedy underbelly and from this kind of this gross little underbelly that doesn't get much attention the tactics that are pioneered here filter up and do get used by institutions and organizations on a grander scale to carry out targeted harassment for often political purposes. Yeah. Um, and that's that's a story worth telling. And you know what other story is worth telling, Margaret? What's that? The story of how has an island off the coast of Indonesia where you, assuming you have several hundred thousand dollars to spend, mm-hmm. um, and your friends, assuming they are equally financially well off, can mm-hmm. hunt children for sport and well, for food, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm vegan. Do they have options where they provide after I hunt the child? Um, yes. Where they provide other other yes. sustenance? They actually have a, a tempeh uh, version of of uh, child brisket that that's okay. quite actually quite good. Often okay. when I'm there, I sometimes prefer the tempeh. You know, yeah, not bad. You know, yeah, you, you can get and 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 they'll 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 mount your trophy while you eat. So, you know, it's really great. great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything's good in the world. The, 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 this bit is getting old. I feel good about my complicity. All the, all the bits the get old, Sophie. Yeah, this, the, this the, one's getting there. Miss you a, have to. This is a good to, old Doritos days. When you when a bit gets old, you got to keep it going for two to three weeks at least mm. after it's old, to and then you cycle to the next bit. Yeah, to you got to really make it be a problem for folks. To, to be okay. fair, it was old two to three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, but I never listen. I, I know, <laughs> but you know uh, who does listen? These products and the services. Yeah. <laughs> The evidence keeps pouring in. At this point, the facts are undeniable. It's an open and shut case. Monopoly Go is the most fun you can have in a mobile game. Millions of people pass Go every day because this game is always bringing something new to the table. Countless crazy tournaments you can join with your friends as partners or teams. Constantly changing challenges like money sprees or treasure hunts that keep it fresh with new wild mini-games. Timed events offering bonuses like massive multipliers or rent frenzies to help you get huge rewards. And there's so many rewards to discover. Rare stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums, delightful emojis to taunt people with when you raid their riches, unique playing pieces, and so much more. The verdict is in with Monopoly Go. There's something new to discover every time you play. So don't miss out. Go download it now for free on the App Store and Google Play. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. 
Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. Now, this is a show for the Nosabo kids, the, the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. If you ever felt like you were always too much this while also never being enough that, this is the podcast for you. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth issues affecting the Latin community, and much more via my own personal stories, along with interviews with inspiring thought leaders from our community. Then, every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community that you need to know. So much of what makes our community so beautiful is our diversity, yet too often those of us who don't fit into this dumb, stereotypical box of whatever it means to be Latino are left without a voice or just forgotten about. On this show, I celebrate the uniqueness of our culture and invite you to walk in your authenticity. Listen to Life as a Gringo as a part of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, we're back. And I'm thinking about what the next bit will be. I, I can always judge, because I cycle through a few, and, and really mm-hmm. it's the one that makes Sophie react like she wants to hit me. That's when I know... I found a good new bit. Which I would never do. Never, ever. You did throw a thing at me once. <laughs> you oh, you harmed Anderson. I didn't harm Anderson. Yes, you did. I accidentally cut you with a machete. Yeah, but you Wait. were swinging it near Anderson. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't harm Anderson. She's traumatized. She's fine. She loves machetes. <sighs> Anderson knows she's always safe around me with a machete. Yeah, but her her mom is it. <laughs> All right. Well, that was, look, there was a lot going on. And in fairness to me, I was on a lot of painkillers. So yeah, I feel like right. that's fair, Sophie. No. And you threw, you threw things at me. Yeah, but I didn't make contact, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> so is this all just like a, a little life lesson and about complicity and uh, <laughs> culpability? Yes, yeah, everything. Everything is. Yeah. And now okay. you're all cul- culpable and complicit for listening. So. Thank Hooray. you. Thank you. For, thank you. That's the beauty of complicity. Um, speaking of complicity, mm-hmm. the jail system, the criminal oh, justice system. That was so depressing, Robert. <laughs> but um, it's so depressing. Yeah. But they'll be so good about both trans issues and mental health issues, right? 
yep, this is definitely going to make everything better for Christine Hooray. being incarcerated. Hooray. So the judge decides to hold her without bond, um, mm-hmm. both for her safety and for public safety, largely due to the fact that there's like immediately a media circus around the fact that she has been arrested. Um, the online shit show that's just always around her accelerated mightily after her arrest. In local Virginia news, she was listed as a, quote, transgender internet personality. Now, this is fucked up for a number of reasons, including the fact that, like, the fact that she's trans is almost no part of this story, really. Right. Up, up until it gets made that by the conservative media. Like, it's pretty late in her career as a public person, and it's never really the focus of any of, like, the shit she does that's, like, like you know, trying to run down the run owner of a video game store or something. Like, right. it only – it becomes the central part of the story once mainstream conservative media picks it up. Um now, that local Virginia news article I found on KVIA did go into detail about her background as an internet personality, but the article is still framed in such a way as to allege that, like, she is, like, being trans is a, a central part of her identity as a creator. Like, okay. the, like, like, you see what they're doing there, right? Like, I'm trying to, like, like they're, that's the thing. The I think that kind of more mainstream sources don't know what to do with someone who's with Chris Chan's actual story, which is very complicated and very weird. Yeah. It has a bunch of things in it. But trans people are always a culture war thing the right can grasp onto, and so that's yeah. just what they do here. And like, it's, I mean, it's, I can't speak for all trans people, but I know that, like, being trans is, like, not a huge part of my life. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it is, because it has to be, because I yeah. have to think about my safety everywhere I go. I have to think about how people are going to treat me, whether or not I'm actually in a good place. You know, all of these things, right, that uh, people who are marginalized along a lot yeah. of different axes have to every day. But it's like, I, I totally understand the, like, no, I just happen to be a woman. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that's not the center of my, like, being, you know? It's, so. it's like three weeks ago or so, People in Ukraine were just as vulnerable to getting shot by artillery as they are now, but it was less of a factor in their life because people weren't shooting at them. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So the Daily Mail also identified her as uh, trans YouTuber Chris Chan. Um, Also, calling her a YouTuber is not really particularly accurate because that's not really the primary thing that she did anyway. But uh, again, this is the Daily Mail. Uh, So did The Blaze. Who and the Blaze, as it describes her this way, describes Ethan Ethan Ralph, that that right wing videographer, mm-hmm. uh, as a podcaster and streamer. It does not note that Ethan Ralph was arrested in 2016 for felony assault on a police officer and had a warrant for his arrest sent out in November of 2021 <laughs> for violating a restraining order. <laughs> He's just a podcaster and streamer. Yeah, yeah. Um, the corners of the internet who'd been mocking or obsessively following Chandler for years at this point reacted in predictable ways, and for them this became yet another chapter in her weird and winding story. But for the right-wing media, Chandler was a perfect example of the danger of the trans menace, a suitably bizarre individual they could use as a scapegoat. On August 6th, while Chandler sat in jail, Tucker Carlson devoted an entire segment of his show, more than five minutes of primetime coverage, to Christine Chandler. I really do apologize, but I feel the need to play some of Tucker's coverage here so you can see where he takes this. A YouTube personality called Chris Chan has just been arrested in Virginia on, of all things, incest charges. Authorities say Chan was having sex with his 79-year-old mother who has dementia. 
Chris Chan is a biological man, but he identifies as a woman. Reportedly, Virginia authorities initially went along with that. They classified Chris Chan as a female, and that means Chris Chan, who is an accused sex criminal, would have been housed in a women's jail. We understand that decision has been reversed, likely due to public pressure. It became public, God. unfortunately, for the state Fuck. of Virginia. And Chan is now being considered a man by the jail. But this is not an isolated incident. Many prisons in this country do house biological men with women. This is something we so, predicted. I think that's about enough, Sophie. You see what's <laughs> happened here, right? This story yep. has been turned into what you know a, a culture war issue over like the danger of trans people in in women like in women's prisons like that's 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 what tucker finds useful in it right yeah um and that's where it it immediately gets turned um and obviously the real story of chris chan is of a, a an individual who is profoundly sick um and has been for a long time in ways that have nothing to do with their gender identity yeah. um they are primarily the victim of abusive parenting of bullying from peers of an inadequate educational system and of course of her own bad choices and bigotry mm -hmm. um all of these problems were exacerbated by an unprecedented campaign of online harassment probably more significant and encompassing than any other in single individual on earth has endured um, there are a lot of things to take out of the story of Chris Chan, but of course, once she went viral enough for the mainstream conservative media to focus on her, everything about her story gets boiled down to a trans culture war thing. God. And yeah. it's funny as if it happened in the UK, it'd be, uh, you know, people claiming to be on the left who would be mm -hmm. making this same culture war arguments about oh. yeah. uh, sexual assaulting men in women's jail or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you can find folks on the left here who made that argument. I'm, I tried I'm not sure. to delve too much into the YouTube discourse around this arrest because yeah. who needs that shit? Um, Chandler's time in prison uh, or in court was as surreal as you'd expect. Um, she repeatedly asked to go home to get some of her things, like her video games and stuff. Um, oh, damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. She told the judge, I'm famous on the internet, like interrupted him at one point uh, when he was talking about his concern that people would seek out her location, which is like why he justified keeping her on bond. Right. Um, Chandler was present at hearings in November of 2021 and February of 2022, where her case was subject to continuances. Her next court case is July 28th, 2022. She remains incarcerated, and her only connection to the outside world has been through written correspondence and phone calls, all of which have been doodly analyzed and shared with the community of people who follow her every move. A large reason for the continuances seems to be that her defense attorney is attempting to get her mental health evaluated. I think he's going for a, like, she is not competent to stand trial. I don't think she is. Yeah, that sounds um, yeah. easy to prove. Yeah. Um, but so because these people are still reaching out to her and stuff and because she is the person that she is at this point and has been kind of trained in the way she has been, three days uh, after her first continuance, she writes a letter to Noel from Kiwi Farms and her defense lawyer in which she defends incest and claims to be Jesus Christ's reincarnation. Um, yep. Which is both like you could see as admitting that she carried out the behavior she's accused of, but also I would argue is pretty good evidence that she is not at all competent to stand trial. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's actually going to happen with this case. I, there's not much to hope for. I, I, cause I, I don't have a lot of faith that like there's an institution that knows how to deal, help her no. at all. Like, I don't know what. Like, this is like a, a tragic case where the thing that's actually needed is a very patient 
very emotionally intelligent, nice person to help her. Yeah. <laughs> like, a team of well-paid like, social workers. Yeah, a team of very well-paid social workers, right? Yeah. Right. Like that's if we actually if those existed anywhere in the United States. <laughs> yeah, those are contradictory. I, everyone yeah. I know who's in social work wants out just because yeah. they can't afford rent. Yeah, but but that's what's necessary. It's like a team of people who care need to like help de-radicalize isn't the right word. Like, but like need to try and help undo some of the damage and help her break some of these terribly toxic patterns that she's gotten into. Yeah. Um, she needs to not, I'm not, I, I don't think like banning anyone from the internet is, is going to help, but she needs to not be online. Right. I'm not saying I, I don't believe that a judge should order her off the internet forever. I think that would be more harmful than any, than helpful. But like what she de- definitely part of what she needs is to not be so fucking online. Um, Cause that ain't doing any favors for her. Right. Or to somehow be disconnected from the like, um, yeah, like, like, I I have a feeling that for her, and I I am so not a mental health expert or mm-hmm. anything, no. um, but I have a feeling that the ability to continue to post content probably is like very important for her, right? And like, and yeah. probably very important for some people who earnestly like what yeah what she does, um, but some way to keep the online coming like. If the internet became a one-way thing for her, yeah, for a while, if you could filter you know? it somehow, like, <laughs> like, it's the, like the, <sighs> she just needs people to like. I mean, I've had to do this where, like, you know, if I have an article go up on a, a website with real bad trolls, my friends are just like, uh, "Don't read the article, don't read the comments." Here, I'll tell you the good ones, and just don't look. You know, yeah, I'm not saying this is the magic solution to 17. No, years no, no. Of, there's, uh, there's no magic solution nightmare. to this. Um. But yeah, something, some fucking thing like that, right? Um, yeah. Or, I don't know. Yeah. Boy, it's quite a pickle, this this whole situation. Um, and I don't know what's to be done about it, but like, it's it undergirds everything that the internet is today. Yeah. Yeah. It's all the things that people could do. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, people I know or people would do to me things that they would then laugh about yeah. amongst 10 people. Mm-hmm. And so those 10 people would find it funny that, you know, whatever happened or whatever. And then, I mean, it's also one of those things where it's like, I think things happen, and this is a little bit projection or something, but like things happen to trans women before we come out that mostly only happen to women, like uh, to mm-hmm. women who are known to be women at the time of the harassment mm-hmm. or something like that. And so I, I you know, I, I don't think it's a coincidence that Gamergate, uh, you know, the first large scale, to my understanding, large scale systematic um, use of this type of thing yeah. um, over more than one person. I don't think it's a coincidence that it first happened to a woman um, who, even if no one involved knew that it was happening to a woman and maybe it is a coincidence and maybe I'm just like, you know, looking out for like, no, even my home. I I don't know. It really depends on how she feels about if she's still racist. I think uh, she might still be. I don't know. I think it's certainly less, less like of a thing than it used to be. Um, she, I, I don't think she's, uh, anti gay anymore. Yeah. (laughs) But which, which does show like, I guess some of like, and this is both positive and negative because like the good thing is that 
okay, so she's clearly capable of growth and change, but yeah. the the ugly side of that is that like all of her growth and change has occurred within the context of this bizarre world of internet harassment that she's really the only person who has ever endured to this extent. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. This is a hard sell. When you were like yeah. the person who has been harassed more than, and I'm like, I know some people who had to like move houses and like, you know, yeah. like, I've had like, <laughs> you know, and then I'm like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, no. Okay. Okay. I yeah. Mean, I, fortunately, she hasn't, to my knowledge, so well, I guess she's, I don't know. The, the story that you brought up at the very beginning of someone being driven to suicide by bullying, yes. you know, um, and that happening uh, with maybe increasing frequency or maybe I'm just aware of it. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to like rate that from like, a, is is it getting more common or not? I don't really know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I... Yeah, I, I hope she gets that like uh, unicorn social worker who uh, can figure out some way to better enable her to exist in the world without yeah being as prone to the harms that have befallen her as she currently is. Yep. Yeah, it is weird. Like, I I think if she had never. It's that it's the kind of question of like if she had never engaged with the people making fun of her stuff online, mm-hmm. would this still be happening? And obviously, you can't yeah. know that. But so much of it is because um, she never learned that kind of lesson. That clearly, people in her early life were trying to treat you that uh, teach her that like you um, if you show people where you're vulnerable, that's where they're going to attack you. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's heartbreaking though, right? Because like, yeah. if we have a culture where in order to produce content, you have to have a thicker skin, yeah. you are creating a culture where people who, um, are prone to having a thicker skin are the people who are going to come forward and, and be, be yep. held up. And you're also going to have like people, you know, I, I feel like we've probably all known people who started off kind of cool and then as they got more famous and they started like not listening, they had to stop listening to their haters because if you mm-hmm. listen to people who hate you all day, nothing good's going to come of that. But then yeah. they stopped listening to reasonable critique as well. You know, yep. there's like, there's so many reasons why vulnerability should be a possible, yeah, a, th- a thing that we can do, you know, um, as, as creators. And it's just... Uh, I mean, I, I I don't know. I have so many thoughts about this, and some of it is even just like the way that like, like walking down the street as a as as a woman is is more vulnerable than walking down the street as a man. Just like in yeah. general, right? You are like basically saying like, I am more vulnerable. But if you do it right, it's a position of strength. It's a position of like, I'm so strong that I can be this vulnerable, and I I wish I knew how to like cultivate that and in. in in culture yeah. to allow that to happen more. Yeah, that's um I agree with you about the importance of that. I have no idea how you cuz I think most no, of the people know. I know who have that it it was kind of a process of um endurance that was produced by yeah. endurance eventually, you yeah. know. <laughs> um and I cuz I don't want to be like the sociopathic boomer response mm-hmm. of like 
Well, that's that's because what they actually need to do is just like tough it out, you know, and that's the only way anything good ever happens. And it's like, no, I don't right. think kids have to tough out psychopathic things being done to them yeah. by cruel people. I, I actually don't think that's a good basis for like an ongoing understanding of how society should work. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think people should have to endure any of the things that Chris Chan has endured. Mm-hmm. Um uh, and I don't think that the answer to like what's happened to her, what's happened to other people who have been in variations of this is like, well, they just needed to like get harassed enough that they got over it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Cool. All right. Well, and, Margaret. Margaret, it's time for the plugs. How you doing? Yeah. Well, if you want to hear about good things. Oh, that's an excellent. Oh. That's an Excellent. Now, now, plug. Margaret, Margaret, what what's that first word? Uh, if <laughs> no, good. no, 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 good, 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 Sorry, Robert's not familiar. Let me let me type it dictionary.com into yeah. Google. Yeah, it's that, G-U-D. Robert, it's that thing that we do every once in a while around Christmas. <laughs> Get really drunk on mold wine. That that too, but I yes. mean, you yeah, know. that is a good thing. If, if bury an alligator in the dirt and start a fire over it, uh, that is a good thing. Depending on your oh, okay. You. okay choices, that's just you, Robert. <laughs> okay, please continue, Margaret. I think I understand. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So I am a host of a, a new podcast on. Um, I forget the name of the network. It's like a refrigerator zone. It's something about like a no. It's cool. a, oh, Pod Save, a Pod Save that, America. A place that things no. are cold. <laughs> A place that things are cold. Oh, oh, media. You, you mean f- freezing? <laughs> yeah, on freezing media, uh, on cool zone media. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm starting a new podcast called um, uh, "Cool People Did Cool Stuff," and it will not. Well, actually, I'm sure there'll still be horrible, tragic things that happen because yeah. lots of bad things happen to good people, also, um, especially when people are trying to do cool stuff. But it is a show about cool people who are trying to do cool stuff or did cool stuff. And yeah. it launches May 2nd. And then I also have like a bunch of books and music and all kinds of other things. And um, I am on Twitter at Magpie Killjoy and I'm on Instagram at Margaret Killjoy. If you're not following Margaret, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. Come on. Come it's, on. It's just weird. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. Well, fuck over to Margaret's Twitter account. Yeah. Fix your your error. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's the episode. Woohoo! Behind the Bastards is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com. Or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. This is a show for the Nosabo kids, the, the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth, issues affecting the Latin community, and much more. Then every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community. Listen to Life as a Gringo on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily Podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.